Well, it is an international murder mystery with Canadian connections. Two people killed on Dominica Island. What happened and why is this getting so much attention? Well, Patrick White is a national correspondent for the Globe and Mail and has been covering this story and joins us now to talk about it. Patrick, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Well, you've written quite, quite the piece on this. What is so, do you think, compelling about this? Why is this generating so much attention? Well, I think it's internationally and especially in Canada, you have two people who were, especially in Quebec, quite well known. They, uh, uh, Daniel uh, Langlois sold his uh, 3D animation company, which was responsible. I mean, this wasn't just any 3D animation company. They were responsible for the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. They were responsible for the ship in Titanic in, in the movies. And uh, they cast around the world in 1997 after they had this money in their pocket looking for their ideal place of paradise. And they found it in Dominica. And I think what is compelling is you had these two people who had, who'd really found their paradise and were really supporting the local economy in so many different ways. And then um, tragedy struck. It's just, uh, it's just, there's there's something just in the basics of that, the contours of that story that are hard to look away from. Okay, let's talk about what happened. What do we know about this case so far? Well, it's, uh, I mean, what happened on December 1st is a group of workers who were actually walking to a, a resort called Coulibri Ridge, which is was built and owned by Daniel Langlois, one of the victims. They were walking to work on a kind of overgrown jungle road, and they spotted a burned-out... Uh, Nissan, kind of, that was just off the road, kind of down a cliff a little ways. Uh, they contacted the police, and the police found the um, charred remains of two people. It took a few days because of the condition of the remains, but they they determined it was uh, Daniel Langlois and Dominique Marchand, the two people who I mentioned earlier, who had built this resort, who had found their paradise. And then the search was on for the police to find uh, who had done it. They realized from the scene, from certain telltale signs, that whoever had pushed this car over over a kind of ledge had been severely burned. And after talking to local the local community, there's the community here called Soufriere is only 1,500 people. So Daniel and Dominique were very well known. And so were just as well known was the animosity between Daniel and a neighbor by the name of Jonathan Lair, who uh, shared a road with Daniel and lots of uh, tourists going to Daniel's resort and lots of, of transport trucks going to the resort traveled through Jonathan Lair's property. He was really irritated by this, and it was no secret to anybody in the community that he wanted that traffic to stop. He had barricaded the road several times. For four or five years, there had been a, a uh, legal matter between the two. Daniel had sued Jonathan Lair to stop obstructing the road. So there was there was a real uh, friction between these two, but nobody thought it would it would end in something like this. The police later that day, it took a few hours before they showed up at Jonathan Lara's house and arrested him uh, and another man who was just in town for a few days. But uh, when the police showed up at uh, Lara's house, they noticed that this man, Robert Snyder, who was staying with Lair, had severe burns on his arms and legs. Uh, that was kind of a telltale sign for them. Both were arrested and a couple of days later charged with murder. Wow. It, this story really does kind of have all these interesting bits to it. You, you mentioned how 
uh, how popular this couple was in that in that community. They had really done a lot there, hadn't they? Like this was quite the resort that they had built with their money. Yeah, they'd done so many things. And I'd read a couple stories before I went down to Dominica uh, last week about how they were kind of revered in the neighbor in the uh, community. And I, you always kind of treat that skeptically, but I could not find anybody who did not just in, in Soufriere, the little town where they lived, who did not just love and adore these people. They did things quietly, like they financed small business that they took no credit for. They um, supported the local Carabana Festival. And then they did big things. After Hurricane Maria in 2017, they, Danielle especially decided that he wanted to make this community more resilient because the hurricane had basically shut down Soufriere and much of Dominica for about a year. The power was out for a year. Uh, there was no way of evacuating the community. So one of the things he did immediately was build a jetty, um, a big dock system in, in the local community. So the, the idea being that they could evacuate. He rebuilt the school, the local primary school, for uh, well over a million dollars. His Dominique uh, focused on on creating the local humane society. There really wasn't a project in this community that was completed over the last 20 years that didn't have their fingerprints in it. They were, they were really supported everything. And then there was this resort, which was Danielle's vision for a long time. It is a self-sustaining resort, uh, entirely run off solar and wind power. All the water comes from rainwater. All the food uh, comes from probably within about five kilometers of, uh, you'd see the trucks around every morning uh, buying off of fishermen just down, down the street from the resort. So it's really, he wanted to make a model resort that would show that you could have opulence without any kind of environmental compromise. And, right. and he succeeded. It opened just last year. So did, did you find that people really wanted to talk about them? People were open? Absolutely. They, this is a really small town and, and, and small towns generally are a little more, more open to uh, reporters coming in and talking, but especially when it came to the, these two, two people, they really wanted to describe all of their interactions um, with Daniel and Dominique. Coulibry Ridge, the, a PR agency that took over, that is managing affairs for Coulibry Ridge at the moment, kind of shut down comment from any employees. So that was that was difficult, but anybody who is a non-employee was very open to talking and everybody had some kind of experience. Um, I, I ran into several people who just mentioned that, you know, they, they had fallen on hard times with a, with a business or, or had fallen behind on payments. And lo and behold, Daniel and Dominique had just found them and, and helped support their business or help support their family. And without any taking any credit or anything, so they, wow. they really they really helped sustain this place, which had had especially after Hurricane Maria had had it had it very rough for a number of years. Right. And what did the government have to say here? Because this is, as you said, a very small country, and it, it did take a long time for this resort to get built. I understand they spent something like twenty years getting this resort built. Yeah, it was a it was a real struggle to get this this resort done. Danielle, part of it was Danielle. He was, I think this comes from his 3D animation past. He is a micromanager. He has a vision and he wants to execute it precisely. Uh, talk to people who had worked for him in the past and, and he was very exacting in what he wanted. Um, the government, it seemed 
never really supported this project in the way that they uh, support some other projects, um, really get the, get behind them financially. Um, but after after the death, this is this is one of the things. So the the community is sad, and now a few weeks after the death, they're very angry because and one of the reasons is they've just felt that the government has not really said a word about these deaths. Uh, these are two pillars of the community, yeah. of the nation even. And it was actually only the day we published this story um, this week that the prime minister um, actually came out and said anything about Daniel and Dominique's deaths. And it was only after there was kind of an uproar in the community and, and on the island that, that the prime minister would not mention these deaths at all. And, and murder is not unknown in Dominica, but murder of this, Hype is, and for the prime minister of a country of just over seventy thousand people, not to mention it in his remarks or on Twitter was a little strange. Yeah, it was. Although it makes just for more great reading in the piece that you wrote, Patrick. So thank you so much for joining us to tell us about it. Great. Well, thanks so much for having me. As Patrick White, national correspondent for the Globe and Mail, check out his long-form piece that he has written on this murder case uh, international now involving these two high-profile prominent Canadians on this tiny Caribbean island. You can find it at globeandmail.com.